0: this last Friday. I lost something, an an object of mine that has a lot of uh, meaning to me. Well, I actually, I didn't didn't lose it as much as I dropped it in water and (laughs) it wouldn't turn back on the thing's a freaking brick at this point. Directly after this happened, I got in my car and I had about a four-hour solo drive by myself. And I was thinking about it and I've been ruminating on it this weekend. I was thinking, man, why am I having such an extraordinarily hard time time. Like more so than the bummed that something broke and now I have to freaking cough up the mind to replace it. It was more than that. And as I was thinking about it, I realized that I had unintentionally made this object a horcrux. Now, if you've never heard of a horcrux before, you might be confused. And if you have heard of a horcrux before, you're probably even, even more confused about what the hell I'm talking about right now. Uh, but either way, I want to share with you something that I call the curious doctrine of Horcruxes. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On no a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive
1: questions asked? 38. <laughs> John, do, you like me to talk? do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? What do you do? What do you do? It's the question
0: that I hear. It's a Friday afternoon in July, and I find myself alone in the middle of the Mississippi River. Now, depending where you are along the path of the Mississippi River determines how dangerous that sentence actually is. But I am in the headwaters of it. The very beginning of the Mississippi River where it starts up in northern Minnesota. So the water is only up to my knees and there's a gentle current flowing past my feet. I've come here by myself and I found a gentle bend in the river where I can be alone. Just me My thoughts, a camera, and some of the ashes of my grandpa who passed away in February. Those of you that have been following along with the podcast uh, may have recognized a couple episodes where I talked about uh, how in this last February my grandpa passed away. And what I didn't talk about is because it was Nebraska in February, anybody that knows about the harshness of Midwest winters knows that you're going to have a hard time digging a grave. Uh, In the middle of February. And also because he was a veteran of foreign wars, uh, there was a whole ceremony um, that was going to take place along with that. So our family decided that we would have the funeral, but then we would all get together uh, a few months later and here in July. I joked with my grandma beforehand that if there was anybody that would force us all to have two funerals for them, it would have been my grandpa. So five months later, we all got together for the military internments of my grandfather. Afterwards, my dad and I stuck around and ended up burying the ashes of Papa right there. But we didn't bury all his ashes. Back in February, my dad had given me some of my grandpa's remains and asked me to think of someplace special to spread them. And as I was thinking about it, I was thinking about uh, Papa's history in the Navy and his travel all over the U.S., I thought the only thing appropriate would be to head to the Mississippi headwaters where the Mississippi starts. One last journey from the top of Minnesota ending in the Gulf of Mexico that dumps out into the ocean. I found a day this last Friday that I was free that I could drive up alone. Found a quiet space in the river. Took my shoes off. I'm standing in the middle of it. I say a couple words to myself and I pour Papa's ashes into the water. And I just Take a moment just to be there, be present in the moment, look around, see where I am, remind myself of this space. All of a sudden, in my mind pops uh, this memory clock that I have uh, here in my studio. Uh, and it's a place where I keep uh, odds and ends uh, from my life's journey that remind me, that take me back to certain places and times. I was thinking about it, I thought, oh man, I should, I should grab a rock from right here where I'm standing to remember this moment, uh, just like a small pebble. Uh, And so without without even thinking, I'm in my own head. I've got a lot of things. I'm in this emotionally heightened state. Um, I bend over and reach down into the water, and the water goes up to almost my shoulder, and I'm feeling around for a rock, and I grab one, and I stand up. And as soon as I stand up straight... I realized that I had forgotten that my camera, my Fuji X100F, my sidekick, the thing that has been in my hands uh, for the past five years uh, as I've traveled the world, I totally forgot that it was strapped around my neck. And I look back as it is fully submerged in water. Ugh, I was so... Annoyed with myself. I got out, I got back in uh, my car and started making the four hour drive home. And I was, I'm driving, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, why? Like, why am I so? Bummed about this. Like I'm more so than bummed about just the fact that I need to replace something because this isn't the most expensive camera in the world. It's not, not like this is a five thousand dollar Leica, uh, but at the same time, it's not the cheapest camera in the world. Uh, it cost about a grand to replace this thing if I were to buy it used right now. I was think about it. I realized, yeah, I had made this thing a horcrux. Now, if you don't know what a horcrux is, it comes from the Harry Potter books and specifically the very last one, uh, Deathly Hallows. the whole concept is that Voldemort, the antagonist uh, of the story, the evil wizard, uh, makes all these horcruxes. And what a horcrux is, is it is a physical object that you hide a piece of your soul in so that you become immortal. And the way you hide a piece of your soul in it is by killing another person. Because as they say, killing somebody else splits your soul in half. And so Voldemort ends up making multiple of these horcruxes. So the final uh, book in the Harry Potter series is essentially the heroes on their journey going around trying to figure out where these horcruxes are and how to destroy them so then they can finally destroy Voldemort's. But it stuck with me this thought. I know this is like an evil, like dark magic thing in the stories, but like this thought of a horcrux, something you put your soul into. I found myself thinking about it over the years and realized something that is a physical object, something normal that you have placed value and meaning in, and now. It's something more. It holds a part of you in it. It holds the memory of somebody else in it. It holds the memory of a moment in it. This thing it has this intangibility that is more than just the isness of what it is. Now the isness of it is so much larger and more meaningful to you, whereas if someone else saw it. Uh, they, would, they wouldn't have any of that understanding or meaning or depth unless you told them. And even if you did, uh, chances of them like feeling, connecting with it like you are slim to none. And so here's about it, but let me, let me digress on this. Okay, what are the examples of cruxes in our everyday life that you might have? Okay, um, like a wedding ring. For example, I believe a wedding ring uh, is a horcrux. It's not just the gold or metal or whatever, rubber. Maybe if you're a musician now, that's like a trendy thing, a rubber wedding ring. Yeah, it's more than just that. We've put something into it. we put our heart and soul and meaning into this thing. So now this ring means something more. The isness of it is so much heavier than just what it's made out of. Um, On... My left hand, on my uh, index finger of my left hand, I wear a ring that has a, it's a gold ring uh, and it has the letter R on it and six birthstones across the top. And this ring belonged to the person who, if they wouldn't have died, I wouldn't have been born. Like literally, if this person would not have personally died, I wouldn't be here today. Uh, back in the day, my mom and dad had been married for just around a year. And my dad was in the Navy stationed in the Mediterranean on an aircraft carrier when he got a call that his dad died of a heart attack. My dad was flown off the aircraft carrier uh, by helicopter and then flown back to the States where he was given two weeks of leave for the funeral and uh, to be home with family. So he was back and he and my mom uh, took full advantage of that time together. And that's how I came about. It's crazy. And so my grandpa's name was Robert Morgan and my parents decided to name me after him. And I wear his ring and these birthstones are the birthstones of all my aunts and uncles uh, on it. And I wear it every single day. Yeah, this is more than just the stones, the gold, the, uh, the black onyx underneath the lettering. Yeah, this thing holds, to me, a piece of my Grandpa Bob in it. For someone that I never got to meet, I feel close to him every day I wear it. Um, Okay, to the left of me. Here, let me grab this microphone. Um, I'm in my studio right now, and to the left of my desk is something I I don't... I guess I'd call it a memory clock now that I'm thinking about it. I don't really have a name for it, but it's an old grandfather clock that's been hollowed out. Where the face of the clock was, Uh, it is now just a shelf and... If I open it up, I've got a bunch of trinkets in here. Actually, I am. I'll make this the image of the podcast episode. So, if you're want, wherever you're watching this, just look at the image of it, and you know, or in the show notes below. Uh, and so you can see in here. So in here, I have a. I mean, there is. I've got a stone that was from the place I got engaged uh, to Sarah. I have. A horse that's kind of, this horse is like what, made of stone, carved out of stone. I got that from a vendor at the very base of the Great Wall of China. I have a tiny bottle of Lafroig that was given to Sarah and I when she and I visited our one square foot of land when we visited Scotland and Lafroig. I have a cat skull that's right here. Uh, I've had multiple people reach out to me and saying that the oddities episode uh, of this podcast was super meaningful to them. When I did that, I had that conversation, they gifted me a small cat skull. As I'm thinking about these things, I'm, I'm thinking about rings I have. I'm thinking about this camera, this, this whole situation. I'm thinking, I'm realizing. Yeah, everybody makes cruxes in their life. Some people value it more than others. I'm probably on the far end of the spectrum where this is um, far more meaningful and I'm aware of this a little bit more than the average person maybe. Uh, but everybody puts their heart, soul, and memories into everyday objects that they keep near them. But as I'm thinking about this today, I'm thinking a little bit deeper. I'm thinking about that moment standing in the river I suddenly realized that oh, like not only is this camera a horcrux, this these ashes that were in my hand that I was dumping out into the river, the human body is a horcrux. It's something that ashes to ashes, dust to dust. We will all end the same way. But it's something that has been added value because of what is inside of it, the soul and the person, the identity that is inside this body. And I think about it I'm thinking about it right now. I'm thinking about, man, maybe that's why, yeah, maybe that's why tattoos are so meaningful to all of us because we even maybe at a subconscious level remind ourselves that this body is just a horcrux and it's meant to contain and hold memories. And some of those memories are really fun when you make them visible, a visible reminder on your arms of a moment, of a place, of someone else. Yeah, maybe that's why tattoos are so important to us. So here I am with a fried piece of metal and circuit boards that no longer works anymore, and I find myself wondering why I'm so emotionally attached to this camera, and I realize this glass, this circuit board, this piece of metal – has been by my side and been the thing to capture so many memories, whether on tour or traveling Europe with Sarah, taking photos in Scotland or Germany. Yeah, it's been a travel companion, and that's why I'm bummed about it. And I think that's okay to have um, uh, some micro-mourning of the loss of something. Oh, by the way, side note, I got back and I told this story to my buddy Dan Rodriguez, who I was playing a festival with uh, this last Saturday. Uh, out in Hutchinson, Minnesota. And he didn't tell me he was going to do this, but in the middle of our set, he kind of told this story. He said, hey, I just want to share with you uh, what just happened to Rob and his loss of this. And so here's what I'm going to do. I have a tip jar that I normally put out, but what I'm going to do is have my friend Mike Borkendale walk around. Dan said, if a certain amount of us give us just a small amount of money, we'll be able to cover uh, getting Rob a new camera. And so now... In this moment, they raised enough money for me to go go get the same camera. And now every time I see this, I'm going to think about that moment. I'm going to think about music and friendship and generosity and generosity of strangers. Now this is such a freaking weird thing that I do to get to show up in a place I've never been before in front of people I've never met before and share something, help an artist create a moment, that hopefully adds value to other people's lives. And maybe they buy a CD and the CD no longer becomes a piece of plastic and metal and digital ones and zeros. Like, yeah, this now CD is a memory of a moment where they were in their life when they saw this concert. Yeah, everything is more than just what we see With our eyes right here, there's value that can be added to anything in front of us. There's value that we can see. There's value hidden. Every single person we meet is adding value and meaning to things all around themselves. And so my hope for myself, my hope for you, is that we move forward, keeping a weather eye out for horcruxes, whether they're ones to be made by us, keeping us present in the moment and remembering those or just keeping an eye out for the ones others have made and curating a deep and genuine curiosity to ask about it and enter in to those moments to hear about those. Because man, those conversations I've had with other people have been pretty freaking cool and have added a lot of value to my life. All right, that's all I got. As always, stay curious and make horcruxes.
1: You've been listening to Rob Morgan is a Curious Person. Nothing you've heard in today's episode reflects the opinions or beliefs of Guinness, Curious Endeavors, the Republic of Ireland, or anyone living or dead. Quite frankly, those who said it have probably already changed their minds, And we offer you the most sincere apologies on their behalf. Rob Morgan is an internationally touring bassist on a journey to discover what it means to live a curious life. At thecuriouspod.com, you'll find an archive of conversations recorded all over the world, a map of recording locations, a weekly newsletter, and official podcast merchandise. Rob is recording a daily podcast where he's sharing insights into the creative journey and the secrets to living a curious life that he's discovered from over a decade of traveling the world with music. We here at Curious Endeavors have told him this is probably a mistake, and he's an idiot to attempt it but he won't budge so that's where we're currently at visit the today or click the link in the show notes for more great crack we hope you'll enjoy